Alright people, what is going on? This is episode 304 of the First and Frame Rate Show. I am BF Baller, and uh, this has been a pretty good week of shows. I mean, I hope you enjoyed this week. I hope you, Hopefully your Friday will go well, and your weekend will continue to be just as prosperous as the rest of this week. Uh, as for me, uh, me and the family is going to be traveling. Yeah, amidst all these crazy gas prices, we are going to be traveling this weekend to go see some family and friends. Uh, yeah, um, worrying about these these gas prices is is crazy. But hey, I'm going to try to make the most of it and 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 have uh, an enjoyable time. So uh, we're going to go ahead and get into the two topics that we have today. Uh, we're going to be talking about. Uh, Georgia Southern's finally uh, released the dates for their spring football. So football is officially back. It'll be back in a couple of weeks. Uh, so that is awesome. Also, we're going to talk about uh, briefly touch on the Falcon salary cap and um, what I feel is uh, pretty much the priority of this team right now. Not necessarily which players we pick or whatever the case may be. I think we need to be fiscal, fiscally responsible with uh, our cap because we've been, you know, really, really, you know, strapped for cash for the past few years. And uh, now we I think we have a really good possibility to be, uh, you know, really savvy with the with the salary cap and um, get some pretty decent players. So um, we're going to talk about those two things today. Um, if this is your first time here, welcome to the First and Frame Rate Show. I am VF Baller. Over here, we talk about Georgia Southern and Atlanta Falcons football, and uh, I can be reached on various platforms, whether it be on Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Also, if you want to watch the visual side of this podcast, I am on YouTube and Rumble. Just type in First and Frame Rates. It should pop right on up. Also, if you uh, want to uh, donate to the show and uh, give extra support, the links are down in the description. Also, I have a Patreon as well where I do an extra episode every uh, Sunday. So uh, I'll add an extra episode where I talk about something outside of the umbrella of Georgia Southern and uh, Atlanta Falcons football. It's still under the, the world of sports, but just something a little bit different than what I do throughout the week. So hopefully you guys will um, check all that stuff out. Anything that you like under those situations. Um, if you want to uh, give extra support, that'd be awesome. All right, let's go ahead and get into this. Georgia Southern uh, spring football uh, has basically been put out there for 2022. Um, the first practice will start on March 22nd, uh, and uh, it will go all the way through April 21st. Now, I don't know if any of these practices are open to the public. I have not gotten that information, um, but if they are, I would try to attend at least one of these two already put it in place that i'm going to be at the spring the spring game i talked about that last episode early in the first episode um, last episode that uh, i will be attending the uh, spring game so uh uh i will definitely be there but if the spring practices are open uh to the public i will try to um get to at least one or two of them they do have scrimmages on april 2nd and the scrimmage on April 16th. So a week prior to the game, they will be having a scrimmage. So um, I'm not sure. I think in the past, the scrimmages was open to the public. I, don't quote me on that because I, I, I never really attended to any of those. Now, I attended the practice last year uh, prior to the season starting, but not the springtime. 
Now, I know those practices were open to the public, and uh, I attended uh, one and really enjoyed myself uh, watching the team, you know, get their, you know, get their, uh, their techniques down and all the other good stuff. And um, But now we're on a different coaching uh, uh, regime, and I don't know how they do things. So I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, this is going to be the case. You should be able to go here, you go here, you go here. If I get the information, if anybody knows that information, please let me know and uh, we'll, we'll, uh, I will, well, I will go from there because um, definitely I'm going to be at the spring game. Uh, so it's going to be really interesting to see what these quarterbacks can do because I know during spring football, you know, all the, everybody pretty much gets a chance to do something. And the eye is going to be on these quarterbacks, definitely on these quarterbacks. I mean, all these quarterbacks that were uh, either recruited or transferred here, that's going to be uh, the eye on on everything because everything pretty much starts with the quarterback and the fact that Georgia Southern is basically changing everything around from what they normally do is is going to be really uh, fun to see what coach Helton and company is going to implement for uh, not only just the quarterbacks, but this team. Um, I want to see what kind of plays we're going to run. I would like to see what type of defense is going to be set up. Uh, definitely want to see what the passing game looks like. Cause one thing that's been mostly consistent about Georgia Southern is the running game. You know what you're going to get when you have a uh, uh, JD King, Jalen white, uh, uh, Gerald green, uh, you you know what you're gonna get out of those guys, and we got some new guys coming in that's gonna be ready to go as well as a freshman. You know, Omar, uh, I think it's Omar Caspi, and uh, oh man, I can't remember the other recruit that we did pick up. Oh, couldn't sorry about that. Um, but we did get a four star recruit from 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 for Georgia Southern and um, Terrence Gibbs. Man, I'm sorry about that. Sorry about the hold up. Yeah, Terrence Gibbs out of Florida. So you, you're going to have a lot of uh, talent in the backfield. So we already know what we're dealing with there. But when you look at these receivers and how this passing game is going to be, um, that's the, the, the thing that I want to uh, see. Because Georgia Southern, oh, excuse me, Georgia Southern's never been big on their passing game. Never. I mean, we've never been a, a passing football team for the most part. We tried it a few times. But now. You know, we're really going to be that team that's going to be passing the ball a lot. So definitely going to be watching what they do here. And uh, um, I I hope that the spring football games will be open. If they are uh, football games, football practices will be open. If they are, we'll be able to see. I mean, and also you're going to have other media there. And I think it's going to be a, a spotlight on uh, this offense it, for what they're what they're going to run. So it, the media is going to be there. And they're going to be talking about that. Now, as far as the defense goes, uh, I'm not really. I'm going to say I'm not really excited. I kind of know what to expect about the from the defense. Now, a lot of people talk about the defense was bad last year. We lost a lot of players last year due to injury. And, I mean, there was one point, you know, like I said, we lost Tyler Bride. We lost Derek Canteen. Um, we lost a couple of other players. And, you know, you, you would sit there and think, like, okay, um, most of the reasons why we were bad because we lost a lot of players. I mean, even though the secondary just was not up the par prior to that, we needed to do something different. And my, I, I know the talent's there, and I'm not really pushed on uh, – I'm not really pushed on uh, the the problems of the defense. 
because I think they're going to turn it around. I I I, I think with Will Harris and uh, what they have in store for this defense and the guys who are coming in and the guys who are returning, not only just the you know the new recruits, but we have veterans returning, guys that have been here four or five, six, four or five, almost six years, and they're going to come back and play. Uh, I think that's going to bode very well for the defense. So I'm not really uh, worried about what's going to happen with them because I'm more worried about the offense. So with the offense going uh with the offense going to be pushing to be more aggressive um the defense already played aggressive sometimes they played aggressive to the point where it was uh it, it was almost a detriment to the team or detriment to the you know to the offense because of how aggressive they played sometimes and and, and that was a that was a problem but i think we even though we're going to still be aggressive i think we're still going to play smart and I think I think the defense is going to be okay. I think we're going to get the defense back to how it used to be, where basically the defense kept the Eagles in the game at times, and the offense was just sputtering. But now with this offense that we have, we should be able to be more successful. Um, I, I've been on record already to say uh, eight wins. I'm sticking with that. Eight wins. It, there's no way around it. I want eight wins, nothing less. I, I may settle for seven. May settle for seven, but eight and four straight up. I want us to go eight and four. Got a tough schedule, man, but that that that's what that's what I'm looking at, and that's what I'm looking into. I want that to happen, and we're gonna um, I want to see to that, you know, and I want to continue to watch and observe and evaluate, and continue to talk about what this team can do, and where's the potential lies based on what I see. You know, I'm no expert. I'm just a guy. I'm just look, listen. I'm just a fan, just like you guys. At the end of the day, I, I've, I'm just a fan, just like you guys. A lot of people don't know that um, I've been a fan for Georgia Southern for over 20 years. Yeah, I've been a well. We could wait a minute. It's 2022. I've been a fan of Georgia Southern for over 30 years. <laughs> I'm that old. I just thought about that. Like, yeah, I'm thinking 20 years going back to the 90s, but no. Man, if you were born in 1990, you're over 30 years old. Now, Jesus Christ, I'm getting old. Oh, my God. I just thought about that. Man, yeah, I'll, I'll be 40 this year. Oh, man, yeah, I'm getting up there. I'll be 40 years old this year. Yeah, I, I've been a fan for of the George Southern Eagles since the late 80s, early 90s, late 80s. Yeah, so I've been a fan of George for over 30 years, so I, I've watched a lot. There's been times I haven't watched. I think like the mid '90s is when I kind of fell back a little bit and I didn't watch much. But um, I've been a fan for the of the George Southern Eagles for for that long. You know, I think yeah, I think mostly like the mid '90s was a time where I didn't really watch. I think the mid '90s and um, I I, I really couldn't watch the Brian Van Gorder era. I did, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I don't remember the Van Gorder era as, as much either. I think those are the two times where I like tuned out. I was like, all right, I'm not watching this. <laughs> you know, so um, I remember really getting back into George Southern football probably like 98, 97. I started watching it again, and I remember watching the the the, uh, the, the national champ, the, the second uh run of national championships that we got and uh and i've been pretty much on board then outside of like i said the you know brian van gorda i just uh that was <clears throat> yeah um anyway uh i i'm really uh interested i cannot wait i mean we're we're basically like less than you know 
what, 11 days. You know, we're 11 days away for uh, the first spring football practice. Like, no, football is back. You know what I'm saying? Basically, football is back. I mean, it's, it's just it's going to be so awesome to see what this team could do. And uh, I'm really, really excited to see. So we're going to uh, turn our attention over to uh, the Falcons. Um, the Falcons salary cap um, its not necessarily an issue now. Thank you, Kevin Ridley. Uh, it's not really an issue now because of the fact that now the Falcons basically have $4.2 uh, $4. million in cap space. So uh, that, that helps a lot in some cases as far as getting people signed. Now, um, there's some people that's going to be um, it's going to be cut. I, I, I believe that we're going to let go. So I don't think everybody that's on the roster now is going to be here. Um, they're just going to be some people that's just not, uh, not, uh, well, ooh, excuse me. There are going to be some people that's, that's going to be not worth holding on to. Uh, so, uh, there's, uh, some guys that are going to be out of here in my opinion. And that's just going to continue to free up more cap space. Now, when we do that, what can we do to get some players here? I mean, I know some people was already tripping on a Khalil Mack trade. Listen, I'm going to talk about this real quick about Khalil Mack. Now, Khalil Mack um, is a, a generational talent. I'm not going to sit here and say it. I mean, he's a, a, a definite, uh, a ferocious pass rusher. Now, I got the question about that. Who are we going to trade to get him? And does it help with our cap space? You see what I'm saying? I mean, what 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 what, what are we going to be doing with that? What what are we going to be doing to get that together? If we was to go after him, and I saw some people were like kind of upset about not getting Khalil Mack. Like, I mean, we we're we're not we're we're pretty much strapped for cash, and um, the only I think what Khalil Mack was destined to get like twenty two, twenty three million or something. I mean, who 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 are gonna be moving on to get him? You see what I'm saying? It's like, I, I get it because you want that piece on your team, but if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. And, and that's what basically what we're up against. We need to get put, we need to get our things in order so we can have some, uh, some dollars so we can make moves that make sense, you know? And I, I want us to get some players that's going to be here. That's going to produce. And yeah, the name Khalil Mack and, and these other players that have been running around here, some wide receivers or whatever the case may be, that we could use a veteran one, Amari Cooper's one. Yeah, I think it makes sense to get an Amari Cooper here. But we need to have the money to do so. Right now, we're at 20.3 in dead cap. I mean, dead, yeah, yeah, dead money. Dead money, 20.3 from Julio and Dante Fowler. So, yeah, the, the cap has been raised to 20. Oh, well, let me look at it right here. I think I got it. $208 million, $208.2 million. So that's going to help as well. So uh, I think this is, I think this is, uh, I'm looking at overthecap.com, which is a pretty, it's a pretty good uh, website. And I'm pretty sure it's updated the show. So right now our total cap liability is at $203 million and it's two hundred eight. Yeah, so that sounds about right. So um from the two hundred three to two uh the two oh eight, the team cap space is four point two. That that sounds that sounds correct. So with that being said, we have four point two million right now. There's a couple of players that I already talked about in the prior episode that people that we can get rid of without having without having to deal with dead cap money. And it's about uh see one, two, 
three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We got like 13 players. Oh, it goes even further than that. We have like about 20 players that we can get, we can move on from and not, not have to worry about any uh, dead money. And that's a plus. And some of these guys are almost a million dollars a pop that we can save in, in, in cap. I mean, you, you're talking about like the, the Cornell Armstrongs of the world, uh, Rashad Coward. Um, and you know, they're going to be a little bit of dead money if we do that. James Waters, I talked about him. Uh, Lafayette Pitts, you know, if you get rid of these guys, you're going to be saving nine points, you know, $965,000. Chad Hanson's another one, almost a million. You know, see, these are people that you can get rid of and don't lose any. Willie Beavers, which he played okay, but yeah, you talking about like Willie Beavers, you, you know, Jordan Brayford. You get rid of you, you, you can cut some of these guys and don't lose any cap money. I mean, yeah, you don't lose any, you don't have any dead money. You know, so the, this is something that we may need to look into. Um, you get you, you move some of these guys, and you could possibly get yourself in this position where you have maybe ten. You know, maybe fifteen. I mean, really, you can you can push it to get maybe fifteen million dollars in cap space, and then you can probably move and get a couple of good players and re-sign some of these players as well. Or you can try to find some other players that can uh, fill some of these holes that can actually be more of an asset to the team. And I'm not saying none of these guys can't be an asset, but um, they're football players. But I never heard their name do anything. I never heard any of these guys do anything on the field. You know, so I, I don't know how, you know, I don't know what they're going to be doing or whatever the case may be uh, as far as them being uh, – contributors on the team because you know you don't hear from these guys and in, in in the place of business and that's what it is it, it's business at the end of the day and if we're trying to get under the cap as, as much as we can i think it's viable to do so i've already said this on record i think kendall shetfield is a is a really good option if we was to to uh cut him i like him but when you look at the dollars you cut him. You you're gonna be giving up a hundred thousand, almost two hundred thousand dollars in dead money, but you save two point five million dollars in cap savings. You can sign two or three people with that. You see what I'm saying? You can sign two or three people with that. And I think personally, I think if we're going after a uh, if we're going after a, a Sauce Gardner, like I talked about in the last episode, I think this makes sense. I think it makes a lot of sense you know uh one thing i do not see on this uh on this list honestly on this list i do not see and i'm looking at over the cap.com i don't see isaiah oliver interesting isaiah oliver is not on the roster hmm okay so I, I feel like this is a, I think this is just basically a priority. I think the draft picks, obviously, but when free agency signing, you know, you want to get the best players available, but you got to get the cap space right. The money got to be right. Money has to be right if you want to get, you know, certain players. So I think first and foremost, uh, they probably already have a plan on who they're going to pick already. I think they already have that. But I feel that um, if you want to get people here, I think first and foremost, they got to find a way to get further under the cap. I mean, four million is good to be honest. Four million is good for a team that the team that we have, but I feel like um, 
I feel like if we can get six, maybe ten million more under the cap, I think we'll be fine. Because we still got to sign our, our, we still need to sign our uh, draft picks that we uh, get in twenty twenty two. So um, I don't know how that's allocated or prorated or whatever the case may be. Maybe that's already set to the side. I don't know. But I'm just looking at the, the numbers right here, and I'm looking at all these people that all these players that are on the on the roster right here that unfortunately will probably be replaced with other people because we may feel like we can sign a few players or whatever the case may be. I mean, we're looking at a situation where we're going to have eight players that's going to be drafted that probably all are going to be signed like last year. So that's eight players right there. So that's eight players that's going to be dropped off this, this roster right here. Then you're probably going to be trying to get two or three more players in free agency, probably more than that. So we're probably looking at a turnover for, for, for we're probably looking at a turnover of about thirteen players, and that sounds about right. Eight draft picks, five free agents, maybe one or two of those five, two of those five free agents be like pretty decent splashes that can contribute, and I think we can have a winning formula right there. You know what I mean? You know, you get two guys that that can contribute, three guys that could you know that could help as well, but not in a significant way as those other two, and you got your eight draft picks. So you're looking at about 13 players. So I, I think that that's pretty much where we will stand for the end of the week. This is the first in frame rate show. I am VF Baller. If you like this content, like this content, hit the like button, share, subscribe. If you're on the podcast avenue of these uh, po- uh, of the podcast, give me a five-star rating. If you're on Apple, give me a high rating on any other of these uh, podcast avenues that give them out. I really appreciate it. Uh, go ahead and share this. Let other people know what I'm doing over here. Uh, also, um, you know, subscribe. And uh, once you subscribe, you'll get notified whenever I upload an episode. And I think they have an auto-download epi- uh, mechanism where you can hit that tab and it'll automatically download as soon as I upload to uh, the, the episodes to the Podcast Avenue. Also, hit the notification bell on YouTube, Rumble. I don't think they have a notification bell, but subscribe on Rumble as well. There's uh, just more avenues to uh, watch and or listen. If you want to uh, donate to any of the causes that I have to continue to roll the content, that will be awesome. If you want to do the, any of those avenues, they're down in the description. Also, if you want to sign up for the Patreon, you can do that as well, where you'll get an extra episode of the podcast. That'll be great. All right, everyone, enjoy you guys' weekend. I'll be back on Monday with more content. Also, check out everything throughout the week. If you're on the Patreon side of things, you will see me on Sunday, and uh, I'll be putting up content on my other channel, the VFCast, where I talk about gaming and everything under the umbrella. All right, y'all. Y'all take it easy. Y'all be blessed. Peace.